Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, the story of Jesus' birth based on the Bible. Well, on the two stories of the Bible. Your teacher is the Reverend Professor Dorothy Lee from Trinity College at the University of Divinity in Melbourne. She joins us on the line. Dorothy, good afternoon. Hello, Richard. How are you? Yeah, good. So the, 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 the story of Jesus' birth is in the Bible. There's two versions. There's only two places where it's found. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, there are four Gospels, as you probably know well, and it's only in two of those Gospels, Matthew and Luke. Mm. Now, here's the interesting thing. They're quite different in tone, approach, and some of the detail. Yes, they are. Um, yeah, Matthew's, which is the earlier version, um, is, uh, is very, it's a, a rather dark story, actually. It's a, a story of, of, the th- of threat. Um, I mean, it's got its moments of joy, but it's, it's largely sort of dark, looming darkness over it. Uh, there's a threat to Jesus' life. There's the massacre of those baby boys. There's Jesus as a refugee. Whereas Luke's mood is much more joyful. Um, there's, there's, there's a very upbeat quality to Luke's story. Um, so even their mood uh, is very different. Okay, well, I mean, let's, we'll we'll talk in detail about both of them, but maybe we should start with what they share. There are some details that they both share. Yes, they both uh, share the view of of the parents of Jesus, um, Mary, the mother, Joseph as the adopted father. They both share the notion that Mary was a virgin when she conceived. Um, they both share uh, the presence of angels in some way or other. And uh, they both share the notion that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but raised in Galilee, in the Galilee, in Nazareth. Mm -hmm. Then we come to the dark bit, don't we? Because in Matthew's story, uh, Joseph is the main character and the main threat is Herod. Yes, that's right. Herod the Great. Um, Yes, uh, who died in about 4 BCE. So... Um, we're not saying that Jesus uh, was born in the year zero, or the, not that there is the year zero, but the year one. He was, in fact, born before um, six, before 4 BCE, so possibly around 6 BCE he was born. And, uh, and Joseph is very much the main character. Um, he's the little bit like Joseph in the Old Testament. You know, he's very uh, a very man of great integrity, very protective, very loving, very faithful. Uh, whereas in Luke, Mary is the main character and uh, the baddie in uh, in Matthew's version is definitely Herod the Great who is portrayed very historically, realistically too as quite paranoid mm. and really nuts, yeah, which they're, he was. They're, yeah, leading to the massacre of all the baby boys in, in Bethlehem, Bethlehem and, and the escape of, of Jesus, of course. The other thing that's unique to Matthew is, and, and again we think of our school nativity plays, don't we, but the three wise men, we owe them to Matthew, not to Luke. Yes, indeed. And it's really funny that we have uh, shepherds and wise men jostling each other around the crib. But in fact, uh, they they come from two very different stories. And the wise men are Gentiles, that is to say non-Jews, astrologers um, coming from the east who follow this star and it leads them to to Bethlehem, to the house where Jesus is, uh, the baby Jesus is. If if your school nativity play has got both the wise men and the shepherds in it. It's not based on, well, it's based on both Bible stories being squished together. Yes, you're squishing them together. You're harmonising them. And, and of course, we, we nowadays we don't think he, Jesus was born in a stable either. Where, and <laughs> where, 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 where do you get that from? Well, 
Um, ancient notions of hospitality are so strong that a pregnant woman coming into a town um, where there may or may not have been an inn, um, it's more likely that there's no room for them in the guest room because that's what the word really means. And so they're compelled to sleep downstairs with the animals that are brought in at night, of course. They're compelled to sleep downstairs with, uh, with the animals rather than upstairs in the guest room. Um, that's what we think uh, the meaning is. So hospitality, the women would have crowded around Mary. She would not have been alone giving birth. There's still a stable if it's got animals in it, isn't it? Uh, no, uh, animals were brought into the house itself yeah, okay. um, in Palestinian houses. They were brought into the outer part of the house. Uh, kept in there for safety and 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 so on. So, so okay. So just because just because there are animals there doesn't mean it's 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 a it's a a thing we would call a stable. It might be just the main living area of the home. No, no, they're not, they're not wealthy enough to own luxuries like stables. Yes, yes. Oh, that's so interesting, isn't it? And is that idea in both of them, in both Matthew and Luke, that it's 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 a stable thus thus understood? Well, it's Luke that says, um, uses the word that we now think means upper room rather than stable, the upper room that was built on top of houses for, for guests. Mm. Mm. Um, the family slept downstairs and the animals in the outer part of the house. But so they're, they're forced to, because of the crowd, they're forced to, uh, to sleep downstairs with the animals. Okay. Now let's just stay with Matthew for a, a little while longer before we get to more to Luke because, as you say, it's quite a brooding story, isn't it? It's got this, this sense of uh, this threat of violence all the way through. Yes, there is. And, and even, even uh, Joseph's uncertainty about whether quietly to divorce Mary, to, to break off the engagement because she's pregnant, uh, without uh, very anxious not to, to expose her to shame or disgrace in her culture, but, but still wanting to do it. And, and his angst, we get a sense of his anguish over that, um, and, uh, which, of course, he's overcome. But, uh, but that's all part of the, the darkness or the potential darkness in Matthew. Okay, then you turn to Luke's version of this, and it's much brighter, isn't it? It's much brighter, yes, indeed. It's much, much stronger emphasis on joy. I mean, it's not all, you know, brightness and light. Um, it's some, there is some darkness there, but for the most part, there's a, a wonderful sense of joy and the sense of, of God uh, coming to, particularly to the poor, to, you know, Mary... Um, of, of Nazareth to um, to the shepherds who are of course rough and poor and and a little bit marginalised. Um, so there's a sense of joy coming to those who are poor. Mm. So it's really a study in contrast in lots of ways. So instead of the three wise men who've got their quite expensive gifts, you know, they're they're, they're the kings of Orient. You've got really quite poor people attending the birth. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And shepherds, we tend to romanticise them, beautiful pastoral figures, but they're probably pretty rough and ready men. You know, they slept out, they they lived rough, they couldn't uh, uh, keep all the purity rules, so they were considered a little bit on the unclean side. You know, so uh, they're, they're, they certainly are among the poor mm-hmm. um, in, in that culture. And, of course, that's a major theme of Luke because Luke's got a strong sense of social justice and it's right there from the start. Just as uh, as Matthew is, aside from Jesus, of course, is, is the story of Joseph. This time with Luke, we're much more focused on Mary. We're focused on Mary. Yes, she's she. Apart from Jesus himself, of course, she's the main character, and uh, and the central scene is hers, where she hears the words of the angel and she responds to this very difficult vocation that she's been given mm. with great courage. 
So what does the nativity, you know, the person who's running the, the show at the school nativity play do? Do they try to harmonise these two stories? Do they have to pick one or the other? Can you include both the wise men and the shepherds? And if you do it carefully, if you have maybe the shepherds coming first and then the wise men later, and you can bring some of both the joy and also uh, the, the the darkness in, I think it is possible to see it, to do it with a play Mm. Um, to bring both elements in. I think it's really important we do that. We, it's not just this uh, sort of tinsely romantic story that's so beautiful and lovely. It's also a story about what the world can be like at times, how violent it can be, how paranoid. Um, and uh, and I think it's important to draw that out because that's part of the meaning of the stories. Mm. And, and as a scholar, I'm, I'm guessing that you think that both stories have got things to offer and it's important to understand their, their internal logic rather than trying to squish them together. Absolutely. They need to be read separately as well and, and understood in their uh, integrity, in their own integrity as stories. And, uh, and each with their own symbol and each with their own kind of take on what's important in the story. Yes, exactly. I mean, they do have a lot in common. They both see Jesus as saviour. Um, so, so it's not as if they're, they're running off in completely different directions, but they do, they look at the mountain, if you like, from very different angles. Mm. And I suppose one of the interesting things about Matthew, uh, I suppose this is in, in, a, 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 in a literary way, I suppose, what's interesting is it prefigures the crucifixion, doesn't it? it? It starts with this brooding violence that's hunting Jesus down. That's right there on the day of birth as it is going to be on the day of death. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. It, it really does prefigure the, uh, the, the crucifixion and, of course, the resurrection as well. Mm. And maybe, well, maybe Luke prefigures the resurrection with his, uh, with his sense of joy. Very much a, a theologian of the, of the resurrection all the way through his gospel and then his second volume, which is the Acts of the Apostles. Mm. But it's interesting that it's in, in the, the Gospel of Mark, which is the first gospel to be written, that contains no birth story, nor, nor does the Gospel of John, which was the last. Yes. No, Mark's, uh, Mark's is the shortest gospel. It's considerably shorter, and we think it was the source for both uh, Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel. And uh, it, it plunges straight in. Um, Mark doesn't mess around, you know. Immediately this happened, then the, then the next and the next. Uh, we move very fast through the gospel story. Um, and he doesn't have any stories of the risen Christ. He, he tells the story of the resurrection, the empty tomb, but he doesn't tell the story of the risen Christ appearing to the disciples. So it's, it's a very um, a bit of a no-frills gospel in, the, in, in a way, but it's also a very powerful gospel. Whereas John is probably later and, and it begins um, not with John the Baptist with Jesus' adult ministry as Mark does, but it begins in the eternity before creation. It goes even further back. Do you have a favourite, uh, both in terms of the four Gospels, but also in terms of these two that we've been discussing so intently, Matthew and Luke? Oh, I, 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 I mean, my favourite Gospel is John, and I've spent years studying it, but I think probably I, my, I have a soft spot for Matthew mm, over the, the, Luke. The, the darker one, Dorothy? Yes, yes, yes. Look, I'm a Celt. And we're, we're gloomy souls. We're pessimistic, you know. If there's a dark side, we'll find it. If there's a Herod to meet, you want to meet him uh, and, uh, and, and, and keep him in the daylight. Hey, uh, Dorothy Lee, great lesson. Thank you so much for, for talking to us. It's my pleasure. There you go. The Reverend Professor from Trinity College at the University of Divinity in Melbourne, Dorothy Lee. 
with her lesson, the story of Jesus' birth and the two versions in the Bible and their differences between Matthew and Luke. You can listen again, of course, online, abc.net.au, Self-Improvement Wednesday. You can also subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast and get all the lessons from the year. Uh, That's the last one for uh, this year, but back in 2022 with the usual eclectic series of, of lessons from science, mathematics, ancient history and uh, yeah in today's term biblical scholarship it is currently 26 minutes past five here on drive